We're concluding our series, Reach, Grow, Serve, as we do every January today. Uh, we, we took a little hiatus last week to have a little luau uh, here. I hope you, if you got to be here last week, you got to be at one of the most fun uh, services I've ever been a part of, and I had a blast. Uh, so uh, it was very exciting, good stuff happening there. Um, and I just, I didn't wear a Hawaiian shirt today. I'm sorry to be a party pooper today. Uh, but uh, back in action on Reach, Grow, Serve. This concludes it. Uh, I'm going to recap real quickly what we've talked about before. Reach is, uh, the Reach, Grow, Serve is the vision of our church. This is what we're all about. This is the paradigm in which everything flows through. And to reach just basically means that we're going to be committed to growing the kingdom of God. To growing the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter. It, reaching really doesn't matter. That's not growing short church of God. It is growing the kingdom of God. If we do things in this community that gets people to go to church, fabulous. If it happens to be short church of God, even better. Amen. But that's not the whole uh, point, okay? So uh, if we do things and it, 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 it inspires people to start going to uh, Grace or Trinity, or I don't even know other church names. I can't think of anything right now. But some other church, some other place, fabulous. I'm not trying to get rid of any of you. I'm just saying, as we reach, it's for the kingdom, not necessarily just for Shorewood, if that makes sense for you. Secondly, our job is to grow, and that is to start the process of redeeming our story for the greater story of God. What do I mean by that? We grow in that we all have pasts. We all have ways in which we grew up. We all have things about us that kind of make us quirky or different or set apart. And our grow as a, a community of believers is to take whatever's in our past, whatever hurts or joys in our past, and set them so they empower the kingdom of God. And that's what we're about here at the church. That's why we do life groups. Life groups is the main vehicle in which that redemption process starts to happen because it's a weekly coming together as a body of believers and, and really diving into how God is rewriting my story. We also do something, we, we did it yesterday called Grow, and the Grow track uh, takes you through a whole process of uh, who is, what is the church who is God? How do I develop habits with, with God to develop my spiritual life? How has God made me and how is God redeeming me and setting me and releasing me on a new path? So we did that yesterday. We had 15 people here yesterday for that. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, had a great time with that. And then today we conclude this with serve. And serve is basically the, the act of going out and putting forth doing externally what we've done with reach and with grow. Reach is the, the personal coming into the kingdom of God. Grow is how am I figuring out myself so I can be in a place where I can help others. And then serving is actually going and doing something, whether it's inside the church body or outside the church body, doing something with this rede redeemed life that we have. Serving is taking action in the, that, in the ministry that God is doing around us. Serving is taking action in the ministry that God is doing around us. It's participating in it. And this is, this is where we go from being the watcher of football on Sunday afternoons to actually grabbing the ball and going and playing football 
outside. The difference. It's the, the, the change between watching HGTV and going, man, I really wish I'd remodel my house that way, and then actually going to Home Depot and buying the things and, and doing it. It's a little bit more skin in the game, sometimes literally more skin in the game. There's, there's these things that it's, it's just part of how it works. It's the same thing if those of you who uh, look on Pinterest and find meals or craft projects to do with your kids and for some reason, they never turn out that way, um, or taste good, or look good. But we try hard, right? So that's just what, what happens. But it's that active, you know what, I'm going to do that, I'm going to try it, we're going we're gonna to go, and serving is that. And sometimes in serving, we have these grand plans, just like when we look at Pinterest, and we're like, oh, that craft is going to be my new you know, uh, centerpiece, or that's going on my wall, or that meal, that's going to be amazing, I can't wait to cook that tonight. And you know, serving in the church is just like this. We have these grand plans, and we buy this stuff, and we try it, and it's like, I got to be, right? I got to be, I got to see. And sometimes it's just, it's kind of trying that and working through it. And they don't tell you that the person who made that thing on Pinterest is like a five-star chef and has been to, you know, culinary school. But, you know, you're supposed to do it from your Walmart supplies and Aldi and, and whip that up real quick. Anyway. Maybe this is not a counseling session for me. It's okay. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Uh, until you start actively participating in the faith, you are not experiencing everything it has to offer. Until you start actively participating in the faith, you are not experiencing everything it has to offer. If you have the feeling of, man, I, wish, I feel like there should be more. There should be something greater than this. It should, something should be pulling at my heart a little bit more than this. And if you're not serving, it's because you're not serving. It's because there's an outlet. You only are filling up your water bottle. You're not actually pouring out any of that. And in that act of pouring out, there's a great fulfillment until you start actively participating in the faith, you are not experiencing everything it has to offer. Serving, um, in Ephesians 4 and 11, it kind of gives a pastor's job description here. And kind of how I view serving and where we're going to operate from the rest of the day. Ephesians 4. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. What is it? My job description is to equip his people for works of service. To equip his people for works of service. So if that's my job description, how do we make this happen? And I, I've been thinking about this and I... I used to go whitewater rafting a lot with my students in the college-age ministries at the last church I worked at because we were only an hour and a half away from uh, the 1996 Olympic uh, kayaking course and all that stuff. So if you're that close, you got to take advantage of that, right? And so you go up to uh, Tennessee, North Carolina. You actually cross both states uh, when you go in the whitewater rafting. I think our students are going to do this this summer. Uh, so uh, it's really amazing, awesome time. So you want to be a part of that. Look for signups later. Uh, so you're going to have all kinds of counselors for that one there, Kevin. Uh, but um, whitewater rafting is amazing. The thing I learned so much about serving and about teamwork in whitewater rafting, and it's so much like the way in which the church works, is that there is a guide, but then there's also a team of people rowing 
the boat. Now you're hurtling down a rushing river at rocks. It's dangerous enough that you have to wear a life vest. You have to go through a training idea of this is how you get said person back in the boat when they fall out because you will fall out. And you have to wear a helmet. You got to do all these things because you're going, okay, this is not, you know, it's not just an easy thing. People get hurt this. Actually, and this is another sermon for another day, but people get hurt the most from another person in the boat. The T-grip on, on the end of your paddle will knock people's teeth out real nicely because if you hold it in the wrong way, you're supposed to be holding it. It's always down here. It's never up here. It's always down here. And if you put your hand up like this, the guide will like whack you with the paddle and say, no, because people lose their teeth. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> now, the point, the point is people in the boat, if you're applying this for church, people in the boat do the most harm to other people in the boat. That sometimes people in church do the most harm to other people in church when you're supposed to be on the same team. There, you guys are laughing at me. You didn't think I had a point with that. I did. <laughs> I, had to get, I had to get feisty. All right, so whitewater rafting. A couple of things. The object of whitewater rafting is not to drown, right? That is the number one thing. Number two is don't get hurt. But number one is, uh, is don't drown. Number two is don't get hurt. Number three is have fun. You know, it's, it's in there. It's subjective. Some people have fun before not dying, so that's okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not to flip the boat over, because this is when you have an issue. A boat floats a certain way, right? You want to be able to sit in it. You want to be able to be dry. That's not going to happen when you're going to whitewater rafting. But it's what it is. And so your guide's job is to get you the most effectively way down the river that he possibly can. That's the job description. Safely, funly, made up a word, down the river. Now, as you go down there, people have different positions in the boat, and you have different things that you're supposed to do. The river dogs are the first two people, and they're supposed to paddle the hardest. Usually your strongest people that weigh about the same amount will be in the front. Now, your slackers are in the middle, and then you got more power people in the back, and that's how that goes. People are like, I'm in the middle. <laughs> but here's the deal. You're under very, you got to work as a team because every one of those positions matters because what happens if the other person on the person on the right goes i need a break i'm not gonna paddle anymore your boat starts to turn you hit a rock you flip over what's the object not to flip over now person right person starts paddling again trying to make up for the time they took off now they're paddling too hard guess what your boat turns you hit a rock you flip over person in the back left daydreaming they start paddling backwards you know what happens? Boat turns, hit a rock, you flip over. You guys get, when you're not on the same team, things happen. You hit rocks, you flip over. It's a bad time to be going down the rapids and going, oh, well, I hope, I don't, hope my head doesn't hit a rock. Funny story. This is not part of the message. <laughs> Kelly's probably like six months pregnant. Um, and we're going, we're going whitewater rafting. I know, probably, probably shouldn't have done that. But uh, we're going we're going high water rafting, and maybe less than six. But um, we're she's, I mean, you're, once you're pregnant, you're pregnant. It's not like less or more pregnant. But anyway, um, she's she's in the in the zone, and I go off the side. I go off the side in about six six inches of water. My uber competitive 
intense wife does not understand that it's only six. I am the like I am a swimmer. This I'm okay in six inches of water. It's I'd be okay just going down the thing. It's okay. I've, I've got this. She flips out. My little bitty wife grabs my life jacket, rips me in the thing. The guy, like, it's perfectly calm. I don't even know how I fell out at that time. And the guy's just laughing. He's like, he just sticks his paddle in and goes, yep, he was in danger. You know? <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> she, she. So as we are serving together, as we're paddling together, there's thir- things that we have to do. We have to work as a team in concert together. There's different roles as we serve in church. Sometimes you have to cover for other people. I had a, a, a little girl who just did not get the whole team aspect of, of this. She's a sixth grader. You know, sixth grade girl. There we go. And you guys understand everything about it. But she's just kind of going like this. And the guy's always, hey, paddle. Oh, hey, paddle. Hey, paddle. And so the team couldn't experience everything that you could going down the river. If, you're, if your guide gets to judge, does this team have it? Is this team going well? Is this team working together? Because if you are, there's actually certain parts in the river where you go down this huge hump and it's really fun and you basically jump in the water. And then if you're working together really well as a team, you can paddle hard enough to go around another rock and come back and do it again. And it's exhausting, it's really hard, and you have to work perfectly together as a team. But if you have just one person, your guy's like, I ain't doing that, we're going to die. I'm not going to paddle that hard. I can't, I can't work that hard. And that is what whitewater rafting is, is this teamwork, everyone working together to achieve this goal. Serving in the church is a lot like that. Sometimes we have roles where maybe we're not that comfortable in. Sometimes we have roles that uh, we've got to fit in. We have to work as a team. If we have somebody paddling the wrong direction, things aren't going to work well. If we have people throwing their tea grips at people's faces, someone's going to get hurt. Someone's not, if we're not paddling in the right direction, if we're not paddling at the right speed, things get out of whack. This is what serving at church looks a lot alike. When serving at this church, is working its best is when teams of people are jumping into the river of God, excited about where it's going, and guided by an experienced guide. It's when it's working at its best. It's when people are excited to be together, working as a team. When you see the results, you see the fun that's going to happen. I'll tell you what, when you see kids' ministries just explode with excitement, it's fun to be a part of that team. When you see uh, students getting excited about living life together and, and being excited about God. It's exciting to be a part of that team, rowing together and work, going down the river together. See, just like each one of those people in the, the boat have a different responsibility, in Acts chapter 6, in the, church, in the baby, baby, baby church, church is only a couple months old, the same thing's happening. People are trying to figure out where their rowing positions are. But as believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should be spending time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. 
then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man of full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, <clears throat> Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So even in the Acts of the Apostles, in just the baby months of the church, there's this, what are we doing? How are we trying to do this? How, we're trying to all work it out. How do we delineate what positions need to be where? They're figuring the places on the boats out. This isn't, everybody can't do everything, and everybody can't be everyone, and everybody can't preach on Sunday morning. We'd be here forever. Or everybody can't you know, do these things. So we gotta, we got to figure these out. How does this work? How does, what positions does everybody need to be? And it's not a flippant thing that they just say, oh, why don't you go do this? They're prayerfully considering it. Every single person, who should this be? These positions matter. Serving matters. If you're constantly doing things you're not supposed to be doing, you cannot get all of your things done. If you're constantly doing things that you're not supposed to be doing, you cannot get your things done. Now, anybody, any mom knows exactly what we're talking about here, right? <clears throat> if you're constantly doing things that you're not supposed to be doing, you cannot get your things done. And in church, it's the same way. Sometimes we get caught in places where, you know, this is not, this is not where I'm, I'm not gifted here. I'm not supposed to be here. I, this is not at all what, what, what I feel that God's called me to be. And you don't ever get to actually where you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing, how God has created you in this redeemed life to be effective in the kingdom of God. Now, there's seasons where you're just, you've got, someone's got to clean the toilets, right? Someone's got to do it. And maybe that is your spiritual gift. And God bless you. Go talk to Patty Mock about that. Uh, so, <laughs> but, but there's a season where like, that's what I've got to own and do. And I've got to be that. But then there's also this greater calling of, I want to be exactly where I'm supposed to be. Serving exactly where I'm supposed to be, exactly where God has called me to be. And we like that's where we get our sense of our greatest fulfillment in life. That maybe your job really doesn't give you any fulfillment. It is just a paycheck. That we could be a place here at the church that that allows you to fulfill your greatest longings of your heart. Because God has wired you that way. If you're constantly doing things you're not supposed to be doing, you cannot get your things done. Until you start actively participating in the faith, you're not experiencing everything it has to offer. In Romans 12, 4 through 8, expounds on this delineation of, of gifts even more. For just as some of us <clears throat> has one body with member, many members, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, through many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraged, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. The idea is that God has wired us in amazing, unique ways. And he's given all of us different gifts and different paths and different uh, places that we excel at. And that it's our job, this is what we do in Grow, is we try to figure out those places and then set you on a new path to, 
to get that fulfillment out of it. Because we believe in Romans 12, 4 through 8, that everyone is created differently. Everyone has this different gift set. But we want to set you on a path that lets you unleash that. And so this morning I ask, are you actively participating in your faith? You feel like there's, you could get more out of your faith? Have you just been watching HGTV forever and never actually creating anything? Do you pin stuff all the time and go, well, you know, the church should do this, the church should do that, the church should do this. Maybe you're the person that's supposed to be doing that. We were talking yesterday at Grow, and I said, all right, the church at our size, we talk about everything being team. It's a team. I try not to use the word volunteer. Sometimes I slip up, and I use the word volunteer. I try not to. It's a dirty word. We're all team members here. Just like in the, in the, the whitewater rafting, if one of your team members is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, you have an issue. I used to play, um, I used to play softball for a city league, where our church had a team in the city league. But we always only had eight people show up for softball. Now that's a problem, because there's supposed to be 10 people on the team, okay? And so we'd have to go without one of the four outfielders, and which is a problem. But then the next position to go is usually third base. So I would play uh, short third at the same time. Now, that's interesting. And it's fun for me because then I get to play more, right? I get to jump and dive and be dirty. That was fun for me. But it's also this losing proposition because everybody on the other team is like, hey, there's only one guy right there, <laughs> right? Let's just pull it down the line and keep on going that way and make him make crazy plays, which I was like, okay, this is fun. But it's a problem because my teammates weren't showing up. My teammates weren't doing what they're supposed to do. And it, we weren't playing to our, we had a really good team, but we weren't playing to our max effectiveness because people weren't in the right positions. Here at the church, is the same kind of process. It's of, we can play well, we can do really good, but if we don't have all the people in the right positions, we're going to have a problem. We're never going to be the reaching kind of entity that we want to be, that you guys dream about, that I dream about, that we change the kingdom of God, change the kingdom of God here in Shorewood, Church of God. And like I said before, if that's uh, this church exploding in growth, fabulous. If that, I just want to see the church in Shorewood grow with explosive growth. And so if we're all on the same team, if we're all playing on the same team, if we're working towards the same goals, we can see that happen. Some of you this morning are going, Jared, I just want to be part of a team. I feel alone. I feel lost. I feel like my past has messed me up too much. This is the beautiful part, one of the beautiful parts of what God does. He says, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're messy. We're all messy. Now I get to take you, redeem all that junk, and set you on a new path. Yeah, you did this. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get to redeem you and make you part of this team give you value, give even your junk value. And it's beautiful to watch in people. It's been awesome to see in my own life. It's been awesome to see that that same thing happen in the people closest to me. So for you today, if you want to be part of that team, maybe you need to take a step. God, be Lord of my life. I want to be part of your team and not playing by myself anymore. For those of you that maybe have been Christians for a long time, it's time to get off the bench and get on the team. There's all kinds of different serving opportunities here at the church, all kinds of different teams that need you, your specific skills, your specific gifts, your specific ways that God has wired you. We need you. 
so that we can be the best team we possibly can be as we reach and grow and serve the community for Christ. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this team. Thank you that I get to be a coach. Thank you for your gifts that you've poured out on us. Thank you for the redemption of our lives, the redemption of our our stuff. God, we ask you to set us on a new path. Set this church on a path that enables us to reach, grow, and serve this community for you. That your kingdom is affected through these people, through this place, through what you've placed on our hearts. God, will you push us where we need to be pushed? Will you make us uncomfortable in our comfort? Will you guide us to where we're supposed to be? God, you've made us all different, with different stories. Let us redeem them, reclaim them in your name to make your name great. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you all the days of your life. You are dismissed.